In the last episode, I showed you how to cache an entire page through page caching. But sometimes you don't want to cache the entire page. Sometimes you only want to cache a little section of the page. For example, in this case, we have this recent products box. And let's say we want to just cache this little box here and not the rest of the page. That way, um, we don't have to worry about any kind of dynamic content we may have uh, throughout the rest of the page. So to do that in Rails, we can use fragment caching. Now, fragment caching is really easy to do. All you have to do is add a cache block in your view file, whatever, and just put whatever you want to cache inside of it. So this way, when you reload the page here, it'll actually generate the fragment cache for this little block. We can see that by looking in our log file, see cache fragment line here, saying that that cache fragment was generated for us. Now, if you don't see this line, then uh, caching might not be enabled in your environment. So uh, check your environment config file. So I'll check my development config, and you can see I said perform caching is true. And I made that change in the last episode. Okay, so we have our page cache, and that way when we reload it again, it doesn't say um, cache fragment anymore. It's just re fragment red. So it's, it's just reading the fragment cache instead of generating it. Now we have a little problem here, and that is, this is the, the name of the fragment cache, and it includes products 5. It's including the basically the URL for this specific product. But if we go to another product, we can see that this recent products box doesn't change, but if we go to our log here, you can see that it generates a new fragment cache. So it's going to generate a new fragment cache for every single product page we have. And we don't want that. We want to use uh, one kind of global general fragment cache for this little box. And the way we do that is we need to pass a parameter to this cache uh, method. And I'm just going to pass a string uh, called recent products. And you can pass other options too. You can pass controller and action names and so on. Uh, but passing a string is a nice um, technique. And that way it's kind of global. It doesn't matter what page, what action controller is calling it, it'll always use that same cache. So if we look back at our controller or our log file one more time, you can see that a cache fragment and now it's cached recent products. And if we reload it again, no matter what page we go to, what product we go to, it'll still just read from that same cache. Okay, one other problem we have here is that um, we're caching that little HTML-generated content, but we're not caching um, the actual call to the database. So here you can see that select all from products, it's released at. So this is fetching all the recent products, but um, it's still fetching it even though we have our cache. So we want to cache this uh, database call as well. The reason it's still calling the database is because the database call is performed outside of this cache block. It's actually performed in our controller. So if we go in our controller here, we can see this products product.find call is in here. So the way we solve this, the way I like to solve this, is to move this find into the view. Just right in here. And that way, when we load the page, check out our log, we can see that that SQL statement isn't there anymore. It'll only uh, call that find when it's generating the cache the first time. 
but having this find in the the view here is pretty ugly. Oh, you know what? I had a little syntax error there. There we go. But calling this find in the uh, view here is a little ug ugly, and um, it really doesn't didn't belong in the controller either. I don't think the best place for this kind of thing uh, is in the model. So what we can do here is just create a new class method on the model called find uh, recent, and go to our product model, add that new class method called find recent. And then just throw the find into there. Um, if you want, you can also use scope out the plugin. Uh, I explained that more in episode uh, 76. Okay, so now our find is nicely tucked away in the model. Okay, so how do we expire this cache? Let's say our product um, changes, we add a new product, and so on. Well, we can expire this cache very similar to how we did in our last episode, and that is through a sweeper. So as before, I have this set up the sweepers folder in our last episode, and in the environment folder, I added this load path line so that it loads the sweeper folder. And so what I need to do is just add a new file in here, a new Ruby file called uh, app sweeper. No, not app sweeper. Uh, product sweeper. Product sweeper. Rb, and just generate a new sweeper in here. For uh, expiring that fragment cache, so use a class uh, textmate snippet there, and instead of calling expire page like we did in the last episode, I'm just going to call it uh, expire fragment. And you can just supply the same argument you supplied to the cache block. In this case, it's just recent products. And then, like the last episode, we need to call this uh, sweeper in the um, the controllers here. So whenever we change our product, uh, let's add a cache sweeper line here for the product sweeper, and then only on the create, update, and destroy actions like we did in the last episode. That way, whenever we change our product, it will automatically reload that sweeper and expire this fragment cache instead of um, leaving it uh, with uh, bad data. Okay, so that's how you add fragment caching in Rails. This episode is sponsored by PeepCode. Please visit peepcode.com and check out their latest screencasts on Ruby on Rails.